Good afternoon, and thanks for joining us for Managing to Make a Difference. My name is Kyle Bruce, and I'll be your moderator for today's show, and I'm joined by author Larry Sternberg, our expert on management techniques, the research behind them, why effectively implementing them can make a difference. So today's show really continues our focus on investing in your own growth, and that's the the section of managing to make a difference we've really been talking about for quite a few shows here. But today, uh, we're on chapter 76, and that's hire some people who can replace you. So it's it's kind of an interesting uh, chapter as you start thinking about your own growth, but then also making sure you're hiring some people who can replace you so you can set yourself up for that next position, whatever, whatever it might be, if it's in, up, or out, whatever that might be for your organization. So Larry, my wife is my wife is interviewing some people who can replace me. Should I be concerned about that? Well, I, I don't probably, but uh, well, Larry, when you and Kim were working on the book, aside from <laughs> thinking about your wife, uh, why did you guys decide to include this chapter? It seems it's a little off, but it's like you know, replacing yourself. Shouldn't you be thinking about being your best self in your role? Why? Why is this an important element to managing to make a difference? Well, we know that many of our listeners and many people who read our book have healthy ambition. They want to move on in their career. And in many cases, that uh, involves them wanting to be promoted. And uh, if you are, if you have a goal to be promoted, it's in your interest to be able to say to whoever makes that promotion decision, by the way, I have groomed my successor. So you can promote me And I've got somebody ready to step into that job because in many cases, people, when they say I'm ready for promotion, their boss will say to them, yeah, but we don't have anybody to replace you and you're responsible for developing your own replacement. So uh, that's why we included the book because this is the section on, on, uh, you know, pursuing your own development. Yeah. Investing in your own growth. And so this is part of the way you invest in your own growth by mentoring and developing someone else who can uh, take over your responsibilities so that you can move on. That's why. So what if you inherit a team, Larry, and and as you're thinking about, you know, it's talking about hiring somebody who can take over for you. What if you inherit a team and as you evaluate that team, you realize you've got a really, a great team of individual performers, but maybe nobody on that team who can move into the next role. What do you do then? You know, there aren't any easy magic answers to that you you must look around to see what you're going to do but what you shouldn't do is promote somebody or identify somebody to be your successor who really doesn't have the talent to be the manager of that department or the supervisor of that team or so or something of that sort just so you can move on in your career that would be that would be bad for everyone it'd be bad for your customers be bad for your employees and it'd be bad for that person if they're really not capable of performing with excellence in that job so that is somewhat of a dilemma and if uh if i were in that dilemma i would go to my boss if it was a big enough organization so that they had an HR department, I would go there and I would say, look, uh, in my estimation, none of these people have what it takes to be the manager, even though they're great uh, individual performers. Think of a sports team. You know, uh, there's plenty of uh, baseball players who will never be the manager of the team, but they might be 
one of the best baseball players in the league, uh, but they don't happen to have that different talent, which is management. So it's not saying anything negative about these people. It's just saying that you don't think any of them happen to be able to do that job. So then you're going to have to look outside one way or the other. So if one of them resigns or is otherwise leaves your team, then you can make a decision. I am just not going to replace them with just somebody who would be a great player. I'm going to replace that person with somebody who I think has the potential to move into a supervisory role or a management role or whatever that step would be. So that's one thing is you wait for someone who leaves. The other thing is you work with your, if you have an HR department or, and or your, your, your supervisor to find somebody who isn't in the department but who has the management talent to take over when you leave. And that might be somebody who's progressing in their career and wants uh, this role as uh, a learning experience for them to broaden their experience. Uh, just to give you an example out of my background in the hotel business, uh, maybe the executive housekeeper has a, uh, wants to develop a successor, but there's nobody in that housekeeping department who has the talent really to be the great housekeeping manager in that department. But maybe the front office manager is pursuing her career and wants to broaden her experience by getting into housekeeping. And while she doesn't have technical expertise in the area, she certainly has the leadership and management expertise to manage a team of people. And, and, and so you look around for, so it's got to be somebody from, so first, if somebody leaves, let's hire somebody who has that potential to move up to management. Second, let's see if there's anybody else in the organization who could make some sort of lateral move into that sort of a role. And third, if that's not uh, possible, look around outside. So, Larry, what if you've got a, one of these open positions and you're thinking, okay, I need to find somebody uh, who can really take over for me. I don't have you – know, I've evaluated my team. I've evaluated people inside the organization, you know, and we've got an opportunity to bring in somebody from the outside. But you're holding out. You're taking your sweet time about making this decision, but your boss is breathing down your neck to fill the role because – strategy or business, you know, they're falling behind for some reason. What do you do? Should you keep holding out? Uh, yes, should you, you should. Or should you go to the top and candidate? Simultaneously, you should blame HR for <laughs> not doing good enough recruiting right. uh, to bring you the kind of candidate you need. And I find I'm, that works I'm, well. I'm not, I, of course, I'm not <laughs> serious about that. I, I don't believe in blaming anyone. And in this case, if HR happens not to be doing it, my advice would be get you start doing it. Uh, you, you be the, be the, uh, own your own success. Don't depend on somebody else if they're not delivering. So, uh, in all seriousness, um, I would be holding out, but I would get directly involved in the sourcing and recruiting. If I, if the right candidate wasn't coming through, because maybe the way we're searching for that candidate is the way we search for other individual performers rather than searching for a manager. Sure. And so if we're posting on any of the uh, electronic job sites or through do, working through social media, maybe we could get creative and say, we're looking for our next manager, rather than we're looking for uh, an employee to do X, that we're looking for our next manager, you'll get a whole different set of people responding to that message 
and, and in your conversations, you can say, listen, here's the way it's going to go. You're going to start in this role. You're going to learn the role. And I'm going to groom you uh, to if you're the successful candidate, we're going to pre-agree that I'm going to groom you so that when I get ready to step out, um, you'll be ready to move in. And, and I, in fact, uh, I was hired at one point by Stanford University to do some executive coaching for the person uh, who was going to become the next chief information officer, the next CIO. The current CIO had uh, announced and agreed with the university that he was going to move on in his career. And he had identified a successor, and that's who I was hired to be the executive coach for. So they were doing exactly what I was talking about. They, they found somebody, and they were grooming that person. And my uh, executive coaching was part of their investment and uh, part of their effort to make sure that she was ready to take over the role when he decided to step out of that role. So what, well, what about, you're going back to my scenario, what do you do about the boss who's breathing down your neck to just fill the role already? Um, you know, you're holding out for talent because it's your person, but your, your boss is like, fill the role, fill the role. We got to get going. We got, we got to meet these quarterly goals or, or whatever that might be. If he's breathing down your neck, first join the me too movement, uh, (laughs) and, uh, uh, get him to back off. And again, in all seriousness, this is a common problem. This is an absolutely common problem. And I think if somebody had a magic solution to it, they would have posted it online. We would all know it. And the answer would be obvious to everybody. But the the important point here is to hold out as long as you can. And one of the things I would say to my boss is, I understand we haven't filled the position. What bad is happening because we haven't filled the position? My people are stepping up on my team. We're getting our work done. We're getting it done with excellence. And I understand we're short-staffed. And by the way, that means our payroll is looking very good right now. And, and, that's, and that's a serious remark because when you have that gap and your budget allows for that payroll, you're actually uh, doing well on your payroll costs, which is it's not what you prefer, but it's a silver lining of being understaffed. So uh, have those kinds of conversations with the boss, but just because, you know, again, focus on, well, what's not happening that ought to happen? I mean, you know, I think we're handling it and handling it enables us to hold out for that candidate and not settle as we have been all along. The reason we're in this position is we always settled for somebody who could do that job with excellence, even if they didn't have the potential to be promoted. And um, that's the best advice I've got for you. Well, it's, it's good advice. And I think it's something we need to think about. And, and, you know, our listeners, if they've been in management for years and years and years, maybe decades, or if they're just getting started, they're going to come up against this issue. It's, it's going to happen. There's just no, no way around it. It's going to happen in how we plan for it. And it's sort of, you know, thinking about today versus tomorrow and in, in your, your business unit or your, you know, your entire department, it's one of those things where this is a this is about setting your, your company and, and your team up for success for the long term, uh, short term thinking versus versus long term thinking in a lot of ways. So it looks like we're going to bounce up against a, a break here in, in just a few moments. But um, when we come back, 
I want to talk about a scenario where you hire somebody who you think has that potential to be your uh, your successor, but then over time you discover that you made a mistake and how you might handle that. So I'm, we're going to come back with that um, when we get back from the break uh, and talk a little bit more about what that means and maybe how to handle that situation. So uh, come back, come join us after the break to learn more about the importance of hiring people who can replace you. Um, Larry and I love questions. So why not click that little email host button that you see on your screen right now and ask Larry a question. We'll include them in the episode. We'll share them with our listeners. Uh, your questions always really help us to make uh, the show an awful lot better. Um, you know, it's one of those things where we're, we're always looking for feedback and things that we can add to, to make this show you know, even better for everybody. So if you've got a question, ask it. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. And if you haven't uh, had a chance to check out our microsite yet, uh, www manage to make a difference.com check it out we've got lots of support materials there uh, and we'd love to offer your help for doing that so uh, we're back in just a few moments to, after you hear from our sponsors from the boardroom to you voice america business network Asked to manage your teams but wonder when or how? Join Talent Plus on-site with us or at your corporate office for a seminar built just for you. Leadership Toolbox focuses on individual engagement, talent and fit, team dynamics and growth, and creating a strength-based culture. This interactive, seminar-style format is just the set of tools you need for world-class team performance starting now. Reserve your spot today at talentplus.com. When managers make a significant impact, their teams are engaged, motivated, and excited. They love what they do. When those people work for you, you get results. Results matter, and people drive results. At Talent Plus, we've assessed millions of people over decades using our rigorous science to predict successful on-the-job performance and cultural fit with an organization's mission, vision, and values. Our online assessments and person-to-person -person interviews not only identify talents, but uncover a roadmap for success from a person's first day on the job to the day they retire. When people celebrate their talents, use them daily and think about how to lead with their strengths, they help their companies grow, produce, and innovate. Want to learn more about empowering your people to help you do great things? Visit us today at talentplus.com. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events.
Whether the market's up or down, or if you're looking to improve your portfolio, our experts are ready to talk to you. Call now. Toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Welcome back, and thanks for joining us for Managing to Make a Difference this afternoon. We've been focusing on hiring some people who can replace you as part of uh, Chapter 76 in our discussion uh, here on Managing to Make a Difference. And really, in our first segment, we were talking about how you really need to hold out for an individual. If you've got an opening on your team and you're starting to think about, well, gee, do I have somebody who can replace me? Or do I have a team of individual performers who are really great at their job and knowing that it's most important to hold out for somebody who has that potential to be your successor? And as we were going out of that segment, I said, I asked Larry, really, I want to I want to know what do you do if, hey, you've identified somebody to be your successor to so that you can grow and, and move into that next role. But after a few months or or whatever that might be, maybe even years, you discover, okay, I've made a mistake and actually this person uh, no longer is a viable successor for me. What do you do then? Do you fire the person? Do you allow them to continue? Uh, What do you do? What's your advice, Larry? Well, my advice is to have a frank conversation with them. If that person had a reasonable expectation uh, that that person, he or she, was going to be uh, promoted into being your successor, and you have now concluded that uh, that's not what you're going to allow to happen, I think you owe it that person to tell them. And, of course, you're going to have to tell them why. And this is, there's no way to make this a pleasant conversation with one rare exception. And that is, this person may also have come to the conclusion that this is not a good move for them. And so on a rare occasion, and I mean rare, you might find that the person is relieved and, and says, you, you know what, you're right. Uh, that's, not, that's not what I ought to be doing. But most of the time, they're going to be upset. They're going to say, I had this in a career goal. And in all likelihood, they're going to leave. So you, you're not going to have to fire the person. Uh, but you absolutely should not promote them just because uh, you originally thought that they could do the job and, and now it's it's become clear to you that um, your initial impression is not where you are today. And, and uh, so that's my that's that's my well, and, and most people would dread that conversation. I mean, it's not pleasant, as you said, but I think an awful lot of managers would actually promote the person just to avoid having the conversation. Um, and, you know, that does much more damage, I think, than than not telling the person. Obviously, because everybody the rest of the team. Nobody wins. Yeah, right? everybody loses. Yeah. You know, we were talking about, um, you know, identifying people to be a successor. And, and a lot of companies, a lot of clients that we work with have high potential programs. You know, they might call them emerging leaders or a fellows program or, you know, a high potential program. What, what do you think about those high potential programs, Larry? What, what's your advice if somebody's you know, got maybe one or two or three really great people on various teams and, and they want to focus on investing them, maybe not for a specific role but just for the future? What are your thoughts on high potential programs? I think they're terrific and like everything else, uh, 
it depends on how they're actually run. But I think properly run and implemented, a high potential program is a terrific investment for any organization as you're growing your own leaders for the future. It reduces the pressure to recruit people from the outside. And furthermore, it it is better for maintaining your culture over time because these people kind of grow up in your culture and people you bring in from the outside, it's going to be different. There, there's going to be some some uh, lack of harmony with how they things ought to be done, how they think things ought to be done and uh, the culture you have. But when people grow up inside your culture, that's that. Uh, one of the things that uh, we don't often think about is leadership on high potential development in the military. Uh, one of the interesting things is that the various branches of the military do not recruit leaders from the outside. That's right. You know, you're not going to become a colonel in the army just because you were great at running some hydroelectric plant somewhere in the civilian world. They are going, they're, they're probably not going to recruit officers from other branches of the military. So they have to identify high potential people. They have to develop them. They really just don't have a choice. You're not going to bring them in from the outside. So uh, that's kind of interesting. And, it's an interesting observation. And, I hadn't thought of that. And uh, I, I think how they go about it might be worth benchmarking because it's very expensive to recruit people from the outside in senior positions. It's much better to uh, uh, develop them on your own. And you might run in, if you're really, really good at this, you might run into the problem. And every single listener, I hope you get to this problem. You've got more people ready for promotions than you have places to promote them to. That should be your big problem because you know what's going to happen. If, if, you, if, you were, if you were blessed to wind up in that position, people will leave. And my advice to you is considerate of graduation. You have invested in these people. You have developed them, and you just don't have enough places to put all the people you've developed, and they're great people. And when they take a job somewhere else, you should consider it a graduation, and they should move on with your blessing. And if you, if you take that attitude, just think of what kind of reputation you'll have in your community. And by community, I mean the, the uh, areas – from which you recruit, and you may be doing nationwide recruiting, but there's a community of people who's your target audience. But in any event, that community, just think of the reputation you'll get. You come to work for me, I teach you, I mentor you, I develop you, and I get you ready to move on your career. And if we don't have a position for you, we have prepared you to uh, get something uh, in some other organization. And, and as our listeners know, this has come up on other uh, broadcasts, but my point of view always is I want the very best for every person who works for me. And sometimes that very best isn't available in our company. And somebody is ready for that promotion. They're ready for that move. And if they indeed are, and they get it somewhere else, cause I can't give it to them, they go with my blessing. And so the other thing that happens is this you get this reputation right. so better people start 
looking into working for you. Better people start applying. And so now you're choosing from a pool of uh, even more high potential people. And you, it, you, you can be very selective at some point. And I'm not saying this happens overnight. But if you cultivate this reputation, you get what's known as talent gravitation, where the best people want to know, am I good enough to do that? If you are running the number one heart hospital in the United States of America, health professionals want to know, I wonder if I'm good enough to make that team. And the best really want to know, and the way to find out is they apply. Uh, and they want to, they want the challenge of being on a team that's that selective. So all kinds of benefits come. And in addition, as these people move on in their career, because you have prepared them to do so, you keep your relationship with them intact. They can refer other good people to you. And who knows, maybe three years from now, you have an opportunity. That's the next promotion for them. And their current organization doesn't happen to have it. Uh, so I do not consider any of that stuff, looking around or any of that stuff, to be disloyal. If you handle it properly, you can capitalize on it. Well, and that's a point of view that that's long term, Larry. You know, and, and some people think so short term, and I think that it's powerful when you can actually look at that. It's much more growth oriented than anything. You know, the you know the thinking of possibilities and. and helping people to, to see that. And, you know, it reminds me of a quote, and I think maybe I've said this on the radio show before, but there's this really great quote that I like to, to sort of reference, and it's a CFO and a CEO are talking together. And the CFO says to his CEO, say, hey, what if we invest in the development of our people and they leave? And the CEO's retort, which is very classic, he says, well, what if we don't and they stay? And it, it's so clear, and you know, this idea of, well, gee, let's, let's not develop our people because, you know, they might take what they've learned and how we've invested them and they'll go somewhere else. It's like, well, you should be so lucky. Uh, it creates opportunities for more growth for people. Maybe they'll be able to grow into something else that you can do for you or for somebody else. As you say, they can refer other people. You become this incubator of great leaders uh, and, and managers in, in some cases. I think that's a powerful way to think about this. And it's not short-sighted. It's, it's much more long-term thinking um, versus quarter by quarter or fiscal, you know, year by fiscal year. It's, it's powerful thinking that most people just don't do. And when we come back from the break, I'd like to start with a conversation of doesn't that mean people will start recruiting heavily from you? You've got the reputation of developing people. Won't that attract more attention from people trying to recruit people away from you? All right. So we'll, we'll come back and we'll make sure we talk more about that uh, after we come back from the break. I also want to talk more about high potential programs, Larry. We, we just sort of started talking about it a little bit, um, but I've got a couple more questions I want to ask you about uh, high potential programs and what you think about them specifically is if somebody's been identified as a high potential, do we tell them? Do we not tell them? Some companies, uh, they keep these secret lists of high potential people. They don't, want, they don't want to tell them who's on the list and who's not, you know, those sorts of things. So I want, I want to ask you a couple questions about that and talk about that a little bit further because I think it's fascinating that organizations have these different sort of strategies around high potential programs and, and talking about it. So we'll, we'll come back to that. Uh, we are getting ready to go into another break. Uh, we'll be right back with more insights from Larry in, in just a few moments. Um, and, you know, a lot of our clients have made people moves. It's, it's January. We, we, we've got people kind of moving on to different roles or, you know, changing. It's, it's 
just sort of happens. It kicks off 2018 with you know promotions and and people are thinking about training and support for their new managers and their new leaders uh, during those transitions. And we kept get, keep getting a lot of feedback from some of our clients and a lot of our friends that managing to make a difference should be required reading for all these new managers or for all uh, programs in, in you know, colleges around leadership and development. And so if you're in a similar situation and you'd like to get a, a bulk order of managing to make a difference, you can get a discounted price by going to www.800ceoread.com. Uh, it's a great discount. So if you want to get that for all of your managers, uh, it's a great way to do that. Um, so if you've got more questions about that, just go ahead and click the uh, email host button. We'll be happy to answer those or, or to help you out with finding more of those opportunities. So we'll be right back after a few minutes, uh, and we'll talk a little more with Larry, and we'll talk about high potential programs. So we'll be right back. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. When managers make a significant impact, their teams are engaged, motivated, and excited. They love what they do. When those people work for you, you get results. Results matter, and people drive results. At Talent Plus, we've assessed millions of people over decades using our rigorous science to predict successful on-the-job performance and cultural fit with an organization's mission, vision, and values. Our online assessments and person-to-person -person interviews not only identify talents, but uncover a roadmap for success from a person's first day on the job to the day they retire. When people celebrate their talents, use them daily, and think about how to lead with their strengths, they help their companies grow, produce, and innovate. Want to learn more about empowering your people to help you do great things? Visit us today at talentplus.com. Asked to manage your teams but wonder when or how? Join Talent Plus on-site with us or at your corporate office for a seminar built just for you. Leadership Toolbox focuses on individual engagement, talent and fit, team dynamics and growth, and creating a strength-based culture. This interactive, seminar-style format is just the set of tools you need for world-class team performance starting now. Reserve your spot today at talentplus.com. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. Whether the market's up or down, or if you're looking to improve your portfolio, our experts are ready to talk to you. Call now, toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Welcome back to Managing to Make a Difference with Larry Sternberg and Kyle Bruce. 
If you happen to be just joining us today, we've been continuing our discussion of hiring some people who can be your replacement so you can keep growing in your career. And really, the last couple of segments, we've been talking about the importance of holding out for talent, holding out for those individuals that can, in fact, replace you so that you can move on and grow with your career. But also, uh, we talked about um, some high potential programs, really um, you know, making sure you're growing and investing in groups of people that you've identified um, as as potential leaders, whether that be uh, in your department or outside of your department. And, and we were talking about um, you know, what it means to be a culture, to have that brand associated with you of being a, an incubator of great leaders and leadership. And sometimes that means people will leave you. Some people will, quote unquote, graduate onto that next career and that next opportunity. Um, and as we left the, the segment, one of the questions we wanted to ask Larry is, well, doesn't that also mean that other companies, that other people are going to start recruiting your all-stars because they know that you grow and develop excellent people. You know, what if you get that reputation and then aren't people going to start trying to come steal your people? Yes, and, and that has happened to me. And my point of view is this. If I can't hang on to my people, if I am not giving them what they need to be engaged every single day, and to be loyal to me and the organization I'm working for, shame on me. And the other aspect of that, as I've mentioned, is if somebody is if a recruiter has something good for one of my people and it's better than what I can give them, I want them to have it. So uh, recruit away is 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 uh, is my motto. And and I've had in, in one of my former lives, I had. Uh, rival businesses call me up and say, hey, you're pinching our people. And I would say this as nicely as I could, but the message, it wasn't this blunt, but the message was, I want your best people and I want your customers too. <laughs> and so you come right into my place and you try to get my customers and you try to get my people. And if I can't hang on to them, that's on me. So let's have a good time. Well, and I love, you know, the competitive spirit of that, I think is, is wonderful. But, you know, I, there's lots of, you know, I think of the tech companies out in, you know, out in Silicon Valley and how they have this war for talent between places. And, you know, then even there was some secret hand, you know, quote unquote, uh, backroom deals. Well, we won't recruit your people if you don't recruit ours. And, you know, they got into all sorts of trouble for that, whatever. So it's called antitrust. Yeah, whatever actually happened with that. But it's one of those things where. If you're a great incubator, if you're a great developer of people and you select wonderful people and then grow them well, you're going to get that reputation. And, yeah, as, as you say, so be it. Come, come try and get them. You because know, I, there, there is a secret sauce in the secret of retaining people, as we have written in the book and talked about on the podcast, is relationships. If I have the right relationship with you, you are not going anywhere. Um, with the exception that there might be something incredible out there for you, and I, I want you to have it. So the, the, the way to prevent that, and, and everybody listening, I'm sure, is aware of the research that's done every year. And it's done by Gallup. It's done by the Robert Half organization. It's done by other organizations. Why do people leave? What the number one reason is their relationship with their supervisor. And so the way to make sure people can't recruit your people away is to have a terrific relationship with them where they have no doubt that you seek their greatest good 
and that you are going to extend yourself to meet their needs, to help them grow and help them achieve their aspirations, not only in their career, but in the rest of their lives. You do that and people will never leave you. So, you know, in talking about the secret sauce to the high potentials and in keeping them and retaining them, it's, you know, and, and you know, we talked about high potential programs before, but so I wanted to get your thoughts on, on these programs and a lot of companies, you know, there's debate. I've read it on blogs and I've read it in articles, you know, when you've got a group of high potentials, should you tell them they're in that group or should you not tell them, you know, tell them, you've been identified as a high potential here at Acme Corporation and, you know, your future role here may be that, you know, is it good to tell them? Or is it better to not tell them so they don't want to you know, build any sort of false hope about getting promoted anytime soon? What are your thoughts about telling them versus not telling them? Well, it's it's not a debate I've participated in, but uh, it won't surprise you to know that I do have some thoughts and biases on the topic. And my bias is transparency. I want a relationship with you. Should I be hiding something? Um, I you, you know, organizations are trying to build cultures where people are engaged. Uh, I really think it's beyond dispute that trust is the cornerstone of a healthy culture. And if I've got a secret list of high potentials and you don't even know whether you're on the list and you don't know if somebody else is or isn't on the list, that's not building a culture of trust. Uh, in fact, it's the opposite. And I, in, in my culture, I would just share it with people. And that creates the risk that I change my mind about you or that there's so many of you that I don't have places for you. Mm -hmm. But what I promise you is you will grow and develop. I will make sure you're getting mentored. I will make sure you're getting growth experiences and the degree to which we're correct about our thinking about your future. Uh, great. If we're not correct, or maybe you change your mind. I mean, you know, uh, when I was young, when I was five, uh, it was clear to everyone, including me, that I needed to be a lawyer in life. I had a big mouth. I talked back to all the adults, and unfortunately, I was smart enough so that my, my back talk uh, sometimes uh, confounded them. And, and uh, uh, so everybody said, you ought to be a lawyer, and I, I thought that was a good idea, and I went and became a lawyer, and then I switched careers. So there are times when uh, a high-potential person will be on a path, but for possibly very good reasons, will make a decision that's not the path they want to be in. I mean, how often in a university does somebody change their major? You know, they've decided they want to go in this direction, and they're going there, and all of a sudden, one day, or maybe it's not all of a sudden, but one day they realize, you know what, this is not the path I want. And, and, and often for very good reasons. So the, when I say that I think you're a high potential, I say that, I mean it, I invest in you, but there's no guarantee on your side or on mine that as we move down the road that we're locked into you get this down there. And I would say to you, this is what I'm thinking about, but I would make it clear there are no guarantees here. Well, and I think that's the key, Larry. You know, and people get identified as a high potential person, and this there's no guarantees element is never really stated. It's just 
you know, there's a lot of assumptions. Okay, I'm in a high potential program being invested in, and boy, this is my path to the next thing. And then, so they start building in their head plans to go that, but this, there's no guarantee element either is assumed that people know that or it's never expressed. Uh, it's a sink well, it, it, it should be expressed, but there is one guarantee that if, if I were running a high potential program, my guarantee would be we will invest in you. We will make sure you get mentored. We will make sure you get opportunities and you have to put in the effort to learn and grow and achieve success as we go along. That's the guarantee I make, but I will not guarantee you a job title uh, when you come out of the program. Just think of, in terms of no guarantees, uh, think of people, uh, professional sports professionals who get injured, right? You know, they get recruited in professional sports teams and they're, you know, they're the number one draft pick and everybody is thrilled and they're high potential and they're going to have these big, uh, you know, $25 million contracts. And all of a sudden, whammo, they get injured, and that all disappears. Well, look at the Super Bowl. I mean, the, the you know, football, the quarterback for the Eagles was not the guy who started and was considered to be the quarterback. Well, he was second, third string quarterback, and he wins the Super Bowl. Um, you know, the, there's a powerful experience, you know, yes, example right exactly. there. So, uh, and I don't think anybody who goes into a high potential program really believe, I mean, if you just say to them, you know, there's no guarantees here. We're going to invest in you. We're going to develop you. You're going to come out of here a lot more capable than you went in. That's my guarantee. But other than that, and I think everybody would buy that, you know, they would, they would recognize that that is eminently reasonable. Well, and I think that one thing to also consider is high potentials, being identified as a high potential you know, for some people, they're a, they've got great potential to be exceptional in the role they're in. Um, and others have this wonderful potential to be move on to the next level. But sometimes they all get lumped into a high potential program. And so you don't have a lot of delineation between individual performers and future managers. But we're all in the same high potential program. So the growth is going to occur. Well, theoretically, the investment is going to occur. But what if they get in that program and everybody thinks, yep, yeah, my next thing is... And, and then there, it doesn't happen for that one person. So is it leading them on? Uh, I don't think it's – if you're honest, it's not leading, leading them on. I mean just think, those of you who are single, just think of your dating life. You know, if you're really not interested in an exclusive relationship, you're not leading somebody on if you say to them, you know, at this point in my life, I'm not interested in an exclusive relationship. And then if they become interested in one and you don't, you, you've been honest with them. Uh, I remember when I met my, my wife and we started dating. And as we were getting to know each other, uh, she informed me that uh, she had been married and divorced four times. She said, I'm not interested in getting married. Apparently, I'm not very good at it. So I just want you to know I have no desire for that kind of a relationship to develop out of this date. And here you are married 30 some years later, 30 years this year. There you go. Hey, congratulations. All right. Well, we're bumping up against the break here. I know you all want to hear more uh, about Larry and, and some of the stories that he has to share. So hold on. We'll be right back with more uh, from Larry and our last segment of today's episode of managing to make a difference a little bit from our sponsors. We'll be right back. 
business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio, Voice America Business Network. Asked to manage your teams but wonder when or how? Join Talent Plus on-site with us or at your corporate office for a seminar built just for you. Leadership Toolbox focuses on individual engagement, talent and fit, team dynamics and growth, and creating a strength-based culture. This interactive, seminar-style format is just the set of tools you need for world-class team performance starting now. Reserve your spot today at talentplus.com. When managers make a significant impact, their teams are engaged, motivated, and excited. They love what they do. When those people work for you, you get results. Results matter, and people drive results. At Talent Plus, we've assessed millions of people over decades using our rigorous science to predict successful on-the-job performance and cultural fit with an organization's mission, vision, and values. Our online assessments and person-to-person interviews not only identify talents, but uncover a roadmap for success from a person's first day on the job to the day they retire. When people celebrate their talents, use them daily and think about how to lead with their strengths, they help their companies grow, produce, and innovate. Want to learn more about empowering your people to help you do great things? Visit us today at talentplus.com. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now. Toll free. 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Welcome back to Managing to Make a Difference with Larry Sternberg and Kyle Bruce. Today, we've really devoted been devoted to the topic of hiring some people who can replace you so you can grow. Uh, this is really on the sec- success, sorry, the section on investing in your own growth and, and this aspect of thinking about making sure you've got a replacement and helping to grow and develop those individuals really taking us down the path of talking about high potential programs, uh, what you do uh, with individuals that have that potential to move into uh, your role so you can grow. Uh, the importance of those high potential programs and really the focus on investing in people and knowing that, hey, sometimes you grow and develop individuals and they find opportunities outside the organization. And that is actually a great thing when somebody graduates, quote unquote, to that next opportunity, even though you might not be able to provide it for you, uh, for them. And and the reality that when you get a reputation for doing that, it uh, helps to, again, build up that brand and you know it's become a talent magnet then in, in many ways. And knowing that the, the secret sauce really to retaining high potentials is the relationships that you develop with them. So, so I have a question for you. We, sure. We, uh, this, uh, this broadcast emanates from the great state of Nebraska where football is something that everyone in the state pays attention to, the Cornhuskers. And we recently got a new coach here. Uh, his name is Frost. And what's his first name? Scott. Scott Frost. It's, it's 
not Robert Frost, Two Roads Diverged and a Yellow. No, right. it's not that guy. <laughs> it's Scott Frost. And and uh, he brought his team of coaches with him. What's that doing for recruiting? Well, um, you know, Scott turned a program at UCF, uh, University of Florida, from um, 0-12 to 12-0 and within two seasons. And, well, 13-0, actually, after the, after the bowl game. And nobody's ever done that before. Um, and so Scott is the, you know, the the hallowed son in Nebraska. He, you know, he was a famous football player and then had all these coaching experiences. And now he's come back to, to Russo speak. And, and from a recruiting standpoint, um, we have a top 20 recruiting class and, you know, and, and that people wanted to play for him previously because they want to play for him in Florida. And he and his coaches went out and found some of the best in-state recruits that were available because people want to play for Scott Frost because of who he is and potential that he brings um, and, you know, the, the things that he's done at UCF and proven from Oregon to UCF and now back to Nebraska is that he could create winning teams and people want to be on a winning team. So that's an illustration of what happens yeah. when you're known as somebody who invests and develops and people who uh, play for him grow. Uh, that's just a, a very specific example that's going on right now here in the and state they, of Nebraska. And, and they follow you, you know. People that were going to join him at uh, Central Florida are now joining him at Nebraska because they want to play for him and his coaches. Um, so it's, it's fun to watch, mostly because I'm a huge Nebraska fan. So, Larry, as we're thinking about, and that's a great example of this, but also you know, we were talking about high potential programs. But what about you know, the kind of the converse of that? What are the people that aren't chosen or aren't identified to be in a high potential program? What do you do about them? What about the maybe the hurt feelings or the you know the way that maybe makes certain people feel that you know they're not the special one or and that sort of thing? What about people not selected for them um, and they resent it or something? Like, what do you do with that? Because that's inevitably going to happen, and and our our listeners maybe need to know how to deal with that too. Yeah, that is inevitably going to happen. It's part of the package, and the the question I think we all have to wrestle with is: Would you rather have high potential people who are being ignored and resent it and go elsewhere? Or would you rather make sure you're taking care of your high potential people, even if part of the downside of that is other people resent uh, not being in the program? And when I have dealt with these situations, there are times when I say to somebody, show me X. You want to be in this program? Show me this. Uh, one individual uh, wanted to actually to be not a high potential program, but one individual I dealt with wanted to be a manager. And she was a terrific individual performer. And I said, um, well, I'll tell you what, what ideas do you have for improving matters in this department? She said, I have a list of ideas. I said, really? let's go and have a cup of coffee and you can tell me about your list. She said, oh, it's written. I'll bring it with me. So she brought the list and I looked at, there were 11 items on the list. I took some time. I read the items and I looked at her and I said, you know what? I like every single one of these items. So I'll tell you what, pick one and lead the effort. I will make sure that the resources are allocated 
for you to do it and pick anyone you want. Show me some initiative. She never did. And we never talked again about her becoming the manager because what I wanted from her was to show me some initiative. And uh, she wouldn't move beyond just talking about the ideas. So I can see all the issues, but I, I can't activate to get them moving forward. Um, so, but she never again said that she thought she ought to be in management because I gave her the opportunity. I told her what was necessary. And, and so I, I understand that there's some resentment. But what you have to do, it goes back to the basic thing that Kim Turnage and I have been teaching uh, in the book and on these broadcasts, which is for every single person who reports to you, make sure that they know that you have their greatest good in mind, that you're going to extend yourself to meet their needs, to help them move forward in their careers uh, in one way or the other, even if they're not in the high potential program. And that's the best you can do. But it's it's it would be... Uh, disingenuous to represent that you can make all of the resentment that might come up go away. I don't think that should deter anyone from having a high potential program. Well, I think that's the key, you know, to coach, to develop, to find your placement, you're going to have to spend you know, more time doing those activities to, to help those high potentials move in, into the place where you can move on because they can replace you. Um, it's going to happen. You're going to have to identify whether you do it out loud or you just do it by behavior, by who you're spending more time and talent and energy with. That's that's just a reality. You know, I, I'm thinking about a young woman who played volleyball in college. And when she was recruited, she made the team. But the coach who she identified as one of her mentors uh, in, in talking with me, this particular coach said to her, you're not going to be on the first string. You are going to be second string, but we need a second string. And let me tell you what your role is going to be in helping us win games. We need a strong second string in practice to make sure that the first string is on the top of their game. And, and she could still be a leader and she could still make big contributions, but in the games, she was going to sit on the bench. But see, the coach was very upfront about that, but still said, you're not the high potential, but you have value. And you can do that with your teams just because they're not in the high potential. It doesn't mean that they can't add a lot of value. And you have to help them recognize that and grow into it. Well, and Larry, that helps us to think about our next chapter. And that's about honoring the value of a great mentor or a great coach in this case. Can you give us a little bit of a teaser before we run out of time? Well, uh, there aren't many people in anyone's life who count as a great mentor or a great coach. So we want to help people reflect on that. And uh, in reflecting on that, we want to help you realize how you can be a better mentor and a better coach. Perfect. Thanks, Larry. Well, that's going to be our show today. A big thanks to our management guru, Larry Sternberg, and his insights into setting yourself up for success and growth. And hey, if you're looking for a great speaker, Larry is available. Uh, he's got a couple of openings on his calendar. So if you're interested in a great speaker, go ahead and click the email host button uh, and let us know or give us a call. Larry would uh, love to come out to your organization and, and present on some of the topics for managing to make a difference. 
Well, if you've got questions or you've got needs, please give us a call. Uh, so tune in next time as we talk about managing to make a difference and the value of a great mentor. That's all we've got for today. Have a great week, everybody. Thank you for joining us for Managing to Make a Difference with Talent Plus's Larry Sternberg and Dr. Kim Turnage. We hope these real-life management examples will help you manage teams across the globe. Just a reminder, this series airs on Voice America, the business channel, each Thursday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific. We hope you'll tune in next week for Managing to Make a Difference. Until then, put these practices into place and manage to make a difference.